Billy here. Welcome to 20 Minutes or So with a series of conversations recorded throughout the 2020 and 2021 lockdowns. Today is 20 Minutes or So with former Radio 1 DJ, now Spotify Chill the Beats host and general all-round music guru, Phil Taggart. Our next guest is, let me tell you, very exciting. You may have heard him on Radio 1, you may have heard him on Radio Ulster, you may have heard him on Spotify, his new Childer Beat show. You may have seen him in the clubs, doing loads of club nights. If you've been to um, a record label or you're in that industry, you've, you've probably crossed paths with him somewhere. He's literally everywhere. He's where uh, you need to be if you're in the music industry. It's the one and only Phil Taggart. Welcome to the show. That makes it sound like my life is way more exciting than really <laughs> it is minute, which like for the last like 12 months has basically been and I imagine everybody else being one of the most boring people of all time but I appreciate the big up <laughs> <laughs> well if you're boring well, we don't know what we are um now we understand that sort of you're are you broadcasting in Brighton at the moment is that what you've been How, how's the lockdown been going for you yeah, yeah, like I'm I'm in I'm in Brighton um uh, at the moment like I'm, I'm moving back to Northern Ireland quite soon um, but I've been like, yeah, living here for a bit, got a little studio at the back. Um, I built the studio, kind of had the ambition to build it for quite a long time. And then there's nothing like a pandemic to sort of speed up some home recording. Uh, so like, yeah, started in the kitchen, moved out to the office. It's, fu- it's fully fledged. Now I've been doing, I can, I can actually like go live on radio stations now from here. So yeah, I mean, in terms of like nerding out and being able to like connect all the gear, it's been pretty cool. That's brilliant. And I know you're doing your Chill the Beat show on, on Spotify. I saw someone at uh, Christian tweeted saying, can't recommend Chill the Beats enough. So far, Arlo Parks, The Staves, John Hopkins, Dolly Parton. Oh, and yeah, I, just, man. I enjoy that th- there must be so much freedom doing it on Spotify and kind of being completely in control. Well, I mean, like you can you can drop like FX Twin, like a new artist and Ray Charles within three records of each other. And it doesn't sound weird. Um, the, the the show has like a, a loyal fan base that like I built up over years and years at, at, at Radio One, but I mean like when I when I had my show at, at Radio One, I had like pretty much full control over the music there anyway because I was like backing the right artists at the at the right time, and anytime somebody would try and like get in, like anybody I would work with get in on the playlist, it would be very much a case of me just being like a belligerent child at a at a, at, at like a at a birthday party going, no, I want to play this. I want to play this now. And then I'm going home. Um, but no, like uh, Spotify, like the, the the show, what it does afford me, what I haven't had before is that like you get, you can do as many shows or as little shows as you like. If I wanted to drop a, like a space theme show for, for an hour, like I would have had to go through so much red tape at, uh, at the BBC to get that over the line. And it would have had to be okayed by a million different people. Now I can just think about it in the morning and have it up by the evening. And that freedom is, is amazing. Well, I definitely learned a lot from your, your chiller show. One of the artists that has stuck with me and I think has then gone on to influence my friends has been uh, Kevin abstract. You know, mm. it's, it's not, it doesn't go, you know, a couple of weeks until I hear Georgia popping off, you know, in, in my circles, you know, when we can, uh, but going back to sort of chill the beats, I guess the epitome of that, that freedom is kind of the meditation episodes. I mean, at the moment, surely that's something that the world needs more than ever, would you say? Yeah, I mean, like the the, the, the meditation thing, like I think is is quite new to me. It's been an idea that like I've thought about trying for quite a long time, but I mean, the, the sort of nervosa and the, um, the, the sheer brain bubbling that goes along with like being locked in the house 
meant that like, you know, at the start of lockdown, I was like, maybe I should take some preemptive steps instead of what people tend to do in mental health is like, you know, once it's trying to close the stable doors after the horse is bolted, I was like, right, I know that this is going to get me down. So like, I'm going to try and do some good stuff to, to start off with. And that really is like meditating like 10, 15, 20 minutes a day. And it's great. I mean, some days it really works and you like mentally feel like you've just stepped out of the shower. Um, and then some other days you try it. Like, I mean, I tried it today and it's just that I just came out of it afterwards going, well, didn't really get much out of that. So I kind of thought, right, well, like, you know, the, the, the biggest demographic of my show is men. Um, and, you know, men and their mental health I haven't like the new generation coming up is very good talking about it and stuff. But there's a lot of people who still find it like a scary conversation. Um, so I was like, right, well, I'm not like a, some sort of uh, guru standing up in a, a mountain in Tibet uh, who's reached nirvana and, and is levitating two meters above the ground. Um, I'm just a fairly normal person with a fairly rudimentary white belt knowledge on what meditation is. But I know music, so I would curate a song um, and just talk people through what they have to do to sort of get there. And I think with a lot of my friends, <laughs> like thinking of me, me doing meditation kind of weirds them out a little bit. But I am actually going to develop that into like a, a brand that like moves off away from Childe Beats and sets by itself. I was going to say that you were probably the most chill, the most zen man in the country of not on the planet. And then you say, well, you're not standing on a mountain in Tibet. You're just a normal guy. But I guess in the industry, you need people who can just find chill music and and not feel like there's a rush to to always be shouting over everyone. Actually, it's quite nice to just be chilled out and sit back. Well, I, I'm not like a chill person at all, like in the slightest. I'm fairly highly strung, like, like generally. Um, I don't like sitting still for too long and I'm, I'm always working at something and I'm always working myself into a stupor where I feel a little bit panicky and I've taken too much on. Um, and that's why I like the, the, the chill show has been like, and all the chill music that I've been doing is my favorite part of my career so far, because I I'm not chill. So I can make it, I I'm making the show so I can chill if you know what I mean. Yeah. So like, it, it's actually helping me as much as it is like my career, but it's also helping me from a, from a personal standpoint of, of getting into this mood and zone and I, and I can't listen to my own show to chill out obviously because that would be just mental um so i, I, re- I realized that like there was one week there a couple of weeks ago i was making um shows for the patreons because i do a lot of exclusive shows for them and i'd made so many programs in the one week and i felt so stressed out and so anxious um i was like i have nothing to listen to to unwind me so i was like Oh, I need to go. So I listened to Killian Murphy on Six Music and I listened to like Marianne Hobbs for a bit. And I was like, do you know, I need to find my own tastemakers to, to go and like listen to. Oh, Killian Murphy. I mean, he's on screen, an absolute machine. I'm not talking about Peaky Blinders, of course, but then he's just got the opposite persona in, in real life, hasn't he? I was going to ask you just then, and you kind of touched on it. What, so what is your escape in terms of when you want to chill? Maybe it's, you know, some form of exercise or laying on a beach. What is your zen place i mean like i've never really like had a a specific thing to to go to i guess like um spending some time playing computer games is uh, is is quite quite relaxing you know listening to a good album and going for a walk is pretty decent walking my dog actually like i mean i got i got a dog over the last year and I, i feel like that's kind of giving me the excuse to to go out and walk twice a day i feel like if i didn't have the dog i probably would have seen no sunlight not that you can tell my pale zoom uh, complexion here but um 
that sort of level of relaxing is something I'm still working at. Like I, I, I tend to always be on. And when you know, if you've got your notifications on your phone, it's very hard for you to actually properly switch off. Just, I mean, we're going to talk about other stuff, but you can't mention that you've got a dog without just very quickly. Can we have the name, the breed, the, you know, tell it, tell us everything. The dog, the dog is called Rebel. Um, she will be one year old next Friday. This Friday. This Friday. This Friday. I better get her present. Yeah. Um, and she is a half Jack Russell. She's a mongrel of three things, I think, but mainly Jack Russell and Terrier. And she's the best temperament ever. She's very playful and very chill at the same time. Oh, I love dogs. Dogs, in my opinion, dogs are better than humans because they're just consistent. They're happy. They're always happy to see you. You know, they're not in a bad mood. They just greet you the same. Yeah. Oh, do you not agree? And also people, people don't get as wound up when they see a dog killed yeah. on TV as they do on humans. Oh. Like I can watch a hundred humans getting butchered in some sort of like sci-fi movie. Uh, and I'll be like, uh, water off a duck's back. And if somebody accidentally steps on a dog's paw, I feel like I'm writing a letter to my yeah. <laughs> I'm totally with you on that. Phil, I was wondering, and we're sort of delving into your past maybe here. Uh, and maybe I was reading your Wikipedia to see if there was any nuggets <laughs> of anything that we, that we weren't going to talk about. But we're a big fan of bassists on this show. And I believe you in the past have been a bassist in bands. Do you still do any of that? I'm looking, I'm sitting looking at the case for my Rickenbacker bass right now, but the the guitar itself is actually um, upstairs. Um, a little bit, a little bit here and there. I pick it up whenever I feel like it. There, there's no ambition to like jump back into a band or or lay down any sort of music tracks. It's just something fun to sort of pick along with. I've, I've done my time in bands. And I always said to myself that the next time I'm in a band, I'm going to have a big pop belly and I'll probably play in some bluegrass band and I'll be like 50 odd and it'll really embarrass like my partner or kids or whoever um, that I'm in it. So I'm going to, I'm waiting to like embarrass and dad status first. <laughs> you just gave me a sort of image of sort of C60 vibes. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> however, however, now I wasn't planning on asking you this, right? But C6 Steve has a massive beard and I can't grow a beard to save my life. Can, can you grow a beard, Phil Taggart? I can grow a beard, but it's like a rust belt um, <laughs> rather than, than anything else. It's not very impressive. Like it's, a, it's got like for, sort of light brown ginger hue and um, it, it clings to my face and just makes it look dirty. There's, there's, no, there's, no, um, there's no pride in my beard. I've tried a few times and I'm better clean shaven. I see. I see. I, I'm with you on that one. Um, so, you know, back to base, going back to gigs, you know, such a massive part of your life, of course, in the music industry, you're, you know, the, the, the record labels, the club nights you, you put on. And obviously the pandemic has been just devastating for that industry. And we're hoping, you know, 21st of June, we're hoping we can get back out there. Um, what, what are your plans? Are, are there any, is there a sort of a rebirth of a club night in, in the process or is that a bit difficult at the moment? Yeah. I mean, like I, I sort of like stopped, the, my slacker live nights about two years ago was it like yeah i think the end of no the middle of 2019 yeah, it's just coming up to two years since i did the last one um i had the biggest show ever and then i did a tour of it and then as anybody should do that has spent years building a club and it starts to do successfully i bend it <laughs> um so uh yeah i just got tired running clubs they're, they're an absolute um ache <laughs> know the word that precedes that that i was going to say um and yeah i i just like i just stopped enjoying getting uh, making them and 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 um and putting them on 
and now I'm starting to get the itch a little bit. I want to do Chill the Beats live um, nights. I was actually just in the middle of, before Chill the Beats started. I was going to start a club called the Melancholy Social Club. And the idea, which now will be the Chill the Beats, is like really tasteful, good music, mixed a DJ, but somewhere where you can sit and chill as well. So it's like it's like a club, but not a meat factory. Do you know what I mean? It's not just a load of people sweating all around each other. That can happen in a specific area, but everybody else can lounge about and sort of like mellow a wee bit out as well. It's it's a club night for people who don't like clubbing. That's that's the way I'm setting it out. I mean, that sounds amazing. Mm. I've definitely got to the point where I'm like, I'd, I'd much rather go to that than go be sweaty somewhere. Well, that's too it. close I, to people. I think, I think there's a bit like a, a market for being able to like listen to good music, but also being able to like chat and being able to hang out. Mm. Um, and that's kind of what I want to create. But <laughs> I feel like I'm a way off it yet. Like I feel like that might be like God willing next year's problem. Mm. Mm. Well, you've got so many strings to your bow and a couple of years, um, you brought your first book out, Phil's, Phil Taggart's Slacker Guide to the Music Industry. Is there more where that came from? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> PTSD just thinking about <laughs> um, just like that, that book was a labor of love and, uh, and like, you know, I enjoyed elements of, of putting it out, but it's a lot of work. It's mm. a lot of work and I have no ambition to put number two out. I've got another question quickly. Um, sorry, just going back to the club night, I've just, just crossed my mind. What sort of food would you envisage going well with that club night? Because I'm imagining me and Patrick are going to, you know, come along, you know, yeah. support the yeah. night, you know, but we're going to be a bit peckish. Or is it more of a sort of a 11, a, 11 p.m. sort of 12 a.m. job? What, what I, I think that this is like you can have a nice dinner and then come to the, the, this okay. club. Like, fine. I'll have plenty of serviettes for like, you know, the mop up the, the various different <laughs> sauces around your mouth. Um, but this is, this is just, just straight up drinking alcohol, non-alcohol, whatever, dancing. That's, that's it. Gabbing. No right. Yeah. I did think Billy, you kind of went off because I was enjoying the prospect of this club mm. night where I can sit down, don't have to be close to people. Then you're starting talking about like a buffet. That's, yeah. that's not a club night. That's like a wedding. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> right. It's like, and there's going to be bingo. Roller <laughs> yeah. skating. Phil, we do like bingo. We and do there's a like crash for the kids just in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Bring it all in. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll build a granny flat onto the side. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you are a multi-talented individual, um, radio, books, record labels, the whole thing. And we just wanted to use that energy um, just before we let you go to, to sort of pitch you with a few ideas that we could maybe, you know, potentially work on together. So very quickly, what do you think about these, Phil? Okay. <laughs> I've, of- I've done this to other people before. <laughs> and shut it down. So I'm like, I'm ready. You're in the hot seat now. Here we go. Right. So what about some sort of Instagram slash Twitter slash online account called Phil Tags Art, which is like a portal for you to review art? I, we, we've done that as a feature on oh. on, uh, on Radio 1 before. But oh, that, started. That's, oh. It was called Phil Tag Art. And they live streamed um, a guy called Doodler Dan who would draw stuff that people would text in. It was absolutely rubbish, the feature. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Not, only well, have yeah. I, not only have I plagiarized, I've also gone with a bad idea. Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> well, this is one that you, I'm sure you haven't done, uh, but you probably might have thought of. What if we remake Taggart, but in Northern Ireland with you playing the role of Taggart? 
you couldn't pay me to be a, a police officer in, in Northern Ireland. You couldn't pay me to be a police officer in Northern Ireland. Kind of works in Scotland, a little less divisive. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna give you the, the horns of no. Wow. Hang on. Not, not even Phil Tag's art got that. I was, yeah, I was recording a show earlier on and I had, had this loaded in. I'm Terry. You're on. Board. <laughs> I've got, I've got my sound effect board. Listen, don't come at a DJ if you, if, if you don't expect to win. Like you guys, no, no. Where's your, where's your soundboard at? Right, we've got one more. Okay, go. Hang on, I want, I want your, your soundboard reaction to Billy's final idea, because okay. it's a good one. It's a good oh, one. Okay, okay, okay. Kill Phil, Volume One. If it goes well, Volume Two, and it's a podcast where you speak exclusively to the cast of Kill Bill. That's the horns of yes. It's the only sound effect. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. I mean, considering that I slept in for a Quentin Tarantino interview at the very, very beginning of my career and missed it, um, it would be a good opportunity for me to perhaps like uh, write that wrong and give Quentin Tarantino his wish <laughs> of, of, of getting interviewed by me. Well, Phil, on that yes, we will leave it at that. And uh, say thank you very much for joining us today because it has been an absolute pleasure. Um, we can get, we can check you out on Spotify, of course. But as you said earlier, Discord, just Twitter and Instagram, Discord, Spotify, and, and there's another platform, isn't there? Oh, Patreon. That's that's where the that's where the OGs go get. Like if you mm -hmm. like the Childe Beat stuff, that's where you go get all the other good bits. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, ch check it out on on Spotify. Uh, the show's got doing really well. Who do we have on last week as a guest? On the grammar, we can mm. John Hopkins, yeah, Liam Gallagher, yeah, tons of stuff. So it's chill the beats, all one word C H I L L D A B E A T S. And I guess we'll be putting um, Kill Phil Volume One on um, on Patreon as well, probably when that comes around. Yeah, yeah, exactly, big time. That, that's yeah, I, people have to pay for that. Of course, I'm gonna give you the horns of goodbye. Love it, love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to another one of our 20 minute or so conversations. If you want to hear more from me and Billy, you can listen to our show on Islington Radio. Just head to mixcloud.com forward slash Islington Radio. Or if you want to get in touch with us, we're Billy D Paddy T on Instagram or Billy D Paddy T at gmail.com. Really hope you've enjoyed the podcast. It was presented and produced by Billy Draper and Patrick Thomas. The music was by Cambo. <laughs>